Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Quinn, and I am a mom on a mission to help you launch, grow, and scale a profitable freelance business from home. Join me each week for tangible business advice along with inspiring interviews, all designed to help you mom strong, work smart, and live free. If you are loving this podcast, finding yourself motivated or inspired, learning something new, or just a fan of the show, do me a favor and help me spread the message. Screenshot the episode, add it to your Insta stories, and tag me at Michaela.Quinn. Every share helps me reach more and more moms, and I may just share your share and feature you in my Insta stories too, because together we can take over the world. All right, mama, it's time. Grab your coffee, water, or wine, because we are starting. Hey there, happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Live Free Academy. Today, I am super excited to introduce you to someone who helps me here at HQMQ behind the scenes. Her name is Taylor Trost, and she got started freelancing back in March of 2022. While planning her wedding, she was a teacher at the time. It was her seventh year teaching, but she wanted something different. And she got started, like I said, in spring of 2022, March of 2022, and landed five clients in less than 60 days of enrolling in the Live Free Academy while she was still teaching. Since then, she's up-leveled her business and she's going to share all of the details, how she got started, how she's up-leveled her business and all of that with you in today's episode. But one thing I want you to know is she is now the Director of Student Success here at HQMQ. She helps me support students so that every woman that enrolls gets their questions answered. They are supported. She helps me out in our Facebook groups. She runs our monthly live challenges. In fact, one of the ways she was able to land five clients in less than 60 days of enrolling is because she participated in one of our land your first or next client challenges. And that's how she exploded so fast, so quick. So if you are inside the Lift Free Academy and you have not done one of those challenges, make that your to-do list for August. Our next one kicks off on August 7th. If you're in LFA, there will be links to enroll. It's also inside the course portal. If you're not in LFA and you're like, okay, five clients in 60 days, that sounds like something I want to push myself for. Enroll in the Live Free Academy today. If you have at least 15 hours between now and the challenge kicks off on August 7th, a new one starts the first Monday of every month too. So if you don't have 15 hours between now and August 7th, just know there's going to be a new one starting in September, September 4th. There is a new challenge every month. And as long as you are through step five, so if you've got like 10 to 15 hours between now and August 7th, you can get started, dive in, land your first, second, maybe third client by the end of August. So link to enroll is in the show description. It's also go.michaelaquinn.com forward slash academy. If you have any questions, want to talk through it, reach out to me on Instagram, send me an email. I'm at michaela.quinn on Instagram or hello at michaelaquinn.com is my email. All right, guys, let's go ahead and go meet Taylor and hear how she went from teacher to full-time freelancer. Well, full-time freelancer who works part-time hours and is now rocking it. Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hello. I'm so excited to have you and so excited to just kind of dive in and relive your business journey with you today because it's been a hot minute, even though 
we are connected on like almost a daily basis. It's been a minute since we were talking together in the sense of you were getting started and trying to build your business and land clients. So it'll be so fun today to kind of go back down memory lane and just hear the full story. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. So why don't we just start with you introducing yourself for maybe those people who don't recognize you guys, if you're inside the Live Free Academy, you'll recognize Taylor because she is the director of student success. She's in there helping support you guys, helping me support you guys, helping make sure you guys have what you need to be successful. So for those who might not know you through that role, let's go ahead and introduce yourself. Awesome. So my name is Taylor and I'm a former teacher. I taught for seven years before I left. I actually also have my master's degree in that teacher leadership as well. So I found the Live Free Academy in February of 2022. I saw an ad from Michaela, and I always say that God works in mysterious ways (laughs) because it was exactly what I needed. And it's so crazy that it just, just showed up. Yeah. So that was February of 2022. I purchased the course two days after the live training I went to. Jumped right in and a little bit more about me is that I got married last year. So on top of building my business, resigning from my full-time career with amazing benefits, I was also planning a wedding and needing to pay for that as well. So kind of crazy. So what was your like motivation and like what drew you to freelancing? You're not a mom yet. And (laughs) the majority of the women inside are moms, but I mean, everyone is welcome. We are happy for anyone and everyone to come join in. I just mostly speak to moms because that was my huge motivation was wanting to be at home with my children. But what drew you to freelancing? Yeah. So honestly, the past few years in the education world, I had kind of just been losing my passion there and kind of wanting to get out, but not knowing really where to go. And on top of that, as I said, my husband and I, we were at the time planning our wedding and I was just very tired. It would be four o'clock every day and I just wanted to sleep. And I started feeling very anxious about the fact that We would love to start a family in the near future and what that would look like. So it's really inspiring to see you and all the other women that have gone through your program as moms and how awesome it's been to be a freelancer and be able to have that time with them. So kind of wanting, you know, to get ahead of my schedule and my life now. That's incredible. I so, so wish I would have known about this when I was pregnant and, or even thinking about it, like, gosh, back in college, I don't know. I loved my teaching years. It was great. I learned a lot of very valuable skills. I had a lot of very great experiences, but like those two years where I was not at home with my daughter, but desperately wanted to, that that was a really, really hard season. But like, I mean, God works in mysterious ways. Everything happens for a reason. We're able to use all of those experience, like just we're on our own path and, and journey. So yeah. That is very, very cool. So you were looking to make a change. You're kind of done with teaching. Yeah, yeah. So as I said, I had kind of always been looking, but not knowing where to go. When I went to that free training, which was the week of parent-teacher conferences, mm-hmm. like who signed I up? I you at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> like what in the world? So already a crazy week. Like Tuesday and Thursday, we had full days of school and then conferences all night. And this free training was on Wednesday. But I just felt like, oh my gosh, I need to be there. Took so many notes and I'm like, yep, this is it. And luckily I have a husband that is so supportive of me. 
And yeah, so I jumped right into the course went from there. Yeah. So when you talked to your husband about it, was he like, wait, what in the world? Or was he familiar with freelancing or is he just kind of like, whatever, Taylor, I trust you go rock it. Like you're going to rock whatever you do. <laughs> kind of the latter there. Um, neither of us had any idea what freelancing was. Mm-hmm. I never heard of it before I saw your ad. And then I started following you and creeped on you, right? And had to do my research and homework first. Of course. But yeah, my husband has just always been like all for me. He knows how much teaching was kind of taking a toll on me and I was unhappy. So when I just told him like, listen to this, like I shared the highlights from my notes of the free training. I told him the costs and things like that. He's like, yeah, go for it. Give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, what you were saying, like just getting home at four and being so exhausted and just wanting to sleep, like with teaching, I don't know if it's just teaching. That's the only job I've ever had outside, but maybe right. you know, other corporate careers feel it too. But with teaching, you are on basically 24 seven. If you get a small lunch break and maybe a small plan period, but during your plan period, you're working. It's not a break. Like you are on 24 seven talking to kids, entertaining kids, like solving problems all day. There's never a dull moment. There's never just like, I don't know. There's always, you are constantly on and that's tiring. Yeah. Yeah. And like, not only that, but also you have no freedom. Like, you know, every minute of every day in teaching is planned for you. You can't go to the bathroom when you want. You can't make decisions on how to do X, Y, or Z. You know, that was really frustrating too. Yeah. Yeah. So you dove into the course, kind of talk us through your initial, you know, first couple of weeks going through the course, landing clients. What did it look like? Hey there, real quick interruption from me, Michaela Quinn. Anyways, I wanted to make sure that you knew that we just added a 12-month payment plan to our program, the Live Free Academy. You can enroll and get started today for just $147. If you go to go.michaelaquinn.com or just head to the show notes on this episode, we've got it linked there as well. You can read all the details and click one of the buttons to go enroll. And on there, you'll see the 12-month payment plan option. When you choose the 12-month payment plan option, you get the entire course the second you enroll. We don't hold anything back because you're on a payment plan. You'll get access to the how to build your business from start to finish course, skills training, the job leads board, the coaching calls, the student community Facebook group, and everything else that is a part of the Live Free Academy program so that you can get started freelancing and land your first client in 30 days, 60 days, however long it takes you to go through the course and then start implementing. Again, you can see all the details at go.michaelaquinn.com forward slash academy or head to the show notes and click the link there. All right, back to the show. Yeah. So I actually, you know, being a teacher and little OCD perfectionist here, I got out my calendar from last year, all my notes, like I printed, you know, the whole packet, the program and things like that. So I basically followed, you know, the program to the T. I set a goal date to finish the program, get through the whole program in four weeks. I actually got through it in I think it was two weeks or less Yeah, because it's just so good and you can't stop. And it happened to be at a time that um, I live in Wisconsin and we have winter. So we actually had like a Monday off of school and then we had a snow day. So I just had all this extra time. So I dove in, you know, followed everything that you taught us there. And I set a goal for myself for the first month. 
So I purchased the program mid-February and I had a goal for March. Let's land one client and try to get two discovery calls. Okay. Mm -hmm. So set some small goals, but I just wanted to be able to, you know, see some progress. Yeah. And so what's really awesome is, as I said, I, you know, I'm looking back at my calendar here and I had a goal of two discovery calls. I actually had eight in the month of March. Eight discovery calls. Yes. Just the month after, you know, weeks after I found out freelancing existed. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And then to get those discovery calls, where were you finding potential clients? Like what routes did you take to connect with potential clients? Sure. So honestly, the majority of mine came from Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. I started off as a virtual assistant and I actually really didn't niche down just because to me, I didn't know who I wanted to work with. I just Mm -hmm. knew I have a lot of skills. I love organization. Being a VA, you can kind of dabble, you know, in everything and just figure it out. So I joined some different Facebook groups and those discovery calls, the majority of them came from there. Yeah. Wow. So when you were on these discovery calls, were people asking you like, oh, what's your experience? And like being a beginner, I know that's something a lot of people are like nervous about. They're going to ask me, what's my experience? Well, I'm just a beginner. How did you kind of have that conversation with potential clients? Yeah. So I can't remember the specific details, but I do know in some of the discovery calls I had, they were people that I was finding in a teacher pay teacher group, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, teachers who are creating resources and selling them. So I was in a group like that. And so I was very clear. I wouldn't necessarily say that they came right out and asked my experience, Mm -hmm. but I do recall my very first discovery call was with a teacher by teacher seller. She had never had a VA or anything like that. So I was clear with her that, yes, this is my first time, but I'm excited to help you. This is what I would do. You know, after the call, I'll send a contract and an invoice after you get the proposal. Like I walked her through what that would look like. And I think her being able to see my confidence and Mm -hmm. knowing what's coming next, even though I knew kind of gave her, you know, that reassurance that, yeah, it's okay that, you know, I was a beginner and she hired me. So yeah. Oh my gosh. So you landed your very first discovery call ever. I did. Yes. That's incredible. I did not have Thank that. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also didn't have you as a I know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So guys, I learned everything, what not to do, and then finally figured out what worked. And that's the Live Free Academy. <laughs> Yep. What other groups were you in kind of networking with? Because I feel like that's something that's kind of hard. If you don't know who you necessarily want to work with, if you don't have an ideal client, it can kind of be hard to pinpoint what places to be in. So did you find some good groups that are? Yeah. So I actually, the majority of the groups that I was in were pretty broad, right? Because Mm -hmm. I didn't have a real specific niche. So I was in some different groups with my state and like the word entrepreneur Mm -hmm. or small business owners. Mm -hmm. I believe Boss Moms was one of the ones also. Mm-hmm. Two of my clients, I want to say, came from there. But I was also kind of worried then too, right? Because I'm not a mom. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, eh, should I really be in this group? But I thought it was okay because as long as I you know, shared that and I didn't try pretending or anything like yeah. that, that I'm here to help moms, right? Yeah. So, Yeah, that's awesome. So what kind of things were you doing in the Facebook groups to land all of those discovery calls? Yeah. So honestly, I was mostly just watching for opportunity Mm -hmm. to not only, you know, share my portfolio, but 
also to, you know, share my knowledge and give tips, because I think that's one thing that a lot of us can forget to do, right? Is we're just always looking, where can I apply? Where can I pitch myself Mm -hmm. instead of, well, where can I just be helpful and, you know, and share for free, right? Yeah. So I did that. I tried commenting on a lot of things. And then when I saw an opportunity, I would, you know, throw my pitch in there and be sure I read what they said, you know, because a lot of them, it's send an email here or comment below. And they're very particular about how how they want you to reach them. So I made sure to watch for that. Yeah, that's awesome. So in March back then, did you do any of our like land your first client challenges to help with that consistency? Yeah. Yeah. I did that actually right away in March. And that was, I think the reason why I really wanted to push and have that four week goal is I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get into the earliest challenge I could. Yeah. So yeah, that was really helpful because it's nice to see, you know, that you're not the only new freelancer, right. And to have a spot to check in. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm one always about like accountability and goals, like even Mm -hmm. in, you know, like my health and my workout routine and things like that. I love having a place to check in people to give feedback and to just mm-hmm. push you on, you know, like keep it up. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. And and things like that. So it was really helpful to be in the challenge with other newbies. <laughs> and you started that challenge literally like brand spanking new. Yeah. And landed five clients by the end of that challenge yes. in one month, yeah. month of March. Yeah. I'm looking at my calendar here and I had, you know, a goal of one client and I've got it crossed out here and yeah, I had five clients in March that I landed. That's incredible. So you're <laughs> teaching at this time. Yeah. Not, not Did everyone onboard in March or was some like March, April? Because five is probably more than I would typically recommend if someone take on at one time. I think one to two is really good, but we all have different thresholds for like, I don't want to say chaos, but just like challenges, good challenges. Yeah. Some people, they would shut down and be like, oh my gosh, this is too much. I can't do this. There is like a learning period when you take on a new client, kind of learning their business and getting started. So what was that like navigating five clients at once? Was it all at once or was it a little bit more spread out? Yeah. So the thing is that was March. So luckily being a teacher, I had spring break in there, right? So that changes things because I had a whole week off and I didn't take it as a whole week off. And it was all pedaled to the metal. Let's get this thing going. No Uh, rest for the weary. (laughs) Nope. Nope. So I did not onboard them all in March, did try to spread them out a little bit. And one of those clients I did land, she didn't want to start until like May. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her, which it was good for me, right? Because that was a lot to land at once. I had her sign her contract and just put down a deposit to kind of Mm -hmm. secure my time for me. But the majority of those clients were smaller packages, right? Mm -hmm. So as a VA, I was doing hourly, you know, retainers of hours. So, you know, a couple of them, they purchased a 10 hour package, which that's, you know, two and a half hours a week. And then I had one that was four hours. Mm-hmm. That's one hour a week. So they were really small clients, which was good because I actually had to stop networking until the school year was over because yeah. you had such success the first challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did you balance getting all of your school obligations done and your client obligations now kind of as you're doing both? What did that kind of look like time-wise? And I'm sure that was a very full season for you. Yes, yes, it definitely was. So a couple of things. First of all, I was an elementary teacher. I taught fourth grade, but I was at the point where I really had a strict boundary of my work, at least physical work, not mentally 
my work stayed at school. So when I had a lot of work to do, whether it was grading or lesson planning, I would make sure to do that. And my prep time I had, I'd stay a little bit after or if needed a lunch break. But I was very, very devoted and like get my work done here so I can go home and have the separation. So that was the first thing that really helped. And then also, just like you taught us in the course, is planning out when are you going to put in time, you know, yeah. for your clients. When can you do it every day? You know, every weeknight, when are those time blocks? On a Saturday, I blocked out a little bit of time, but my husband works late. So that's kind of nice. And the fact that I didn't have to feel guilty in the evenings. Uh-huh. And as we talked about, I also don't have children yet. So that's kind of how I got that all situated. That yeah. Do you know, yeah. thinking back to like April... March, May-ish, how many hours you were working on the freelance side of things a week in addition to? Um, Yeah. So I think with my clients, it was about 15 hours a week on top of my full-time job. And that guys, like if you can find 10 to 15 hours in your week, pockets of time, early morning, a lot of people will do early morning or evenings after work, after kiddos go to bed, carve out like four hour chunk time on a Saturday. I know it's not ideal long-term, but it is just a small season to get you where you want to go. Yeah. And Michaela, I have to bring it up because you just brought up. I listened to your podcast a ton. I was at every single, not every Wednesday coaching call you had my lunch break. Like Uh perfect. I would sit in my room and I would listen, but back to you know, finding time when you're first starting. I recall when I was driving my dog to daycare one day, back when I was first starting, I was listening to your podcast. I did that a lot when I was driving. And now even when I drive that direction, most days I think of this line that I don't know if it was you or it may have been somebody you were interviewing, but they said short-term sacrifice for long-term success. Yeah. And I like, I cannot I mean, that was huge for me. It's like, yes, I can do this, right? Like you've got to make sacrifices to get where you want to be. And that, that was huge for me. Yeah. I mean, me too. It was a hard year because I landed my first client in August of the school year. And because I was teacher, I signed my contract. I live in the community. I teach in my mom's in that community. Like ending my contract early was just not an option for me. So it was a long season of doing both and waiting. I bet. But I would relive that year. Mm-hmm. I would not change anything about that because the freedom and the flexibility that I have now is just unheard of. And I know that's something you said, like with teaching, you had no freedom. Every minute was accounted for. What does your life kind of look like now? Sure. Yeah. So it is seriously just incredible because like a lot of days, you know, it doesn't feel like work because I enjoy what I'm doing. I've chosen the clients I work with. So I'm kind of in a unique position, I wouldn't say, but one of my clients is actually a local client. It's a nonprofit. And so I do go into their office. I have an, you know, an obligation and one part of my schedule that is filled. And I go in there two weekdays in the morning for a couple hours. But other than that, I time block all my week out and I'm doing my work for my clients. Mm-hmm. Some of my clients, we have meetings each week. Others are a little lower. They're more free, right? Like when you have meetings, you got you have to show up at that time when yeah. your meetings are scheduled. Yeah. Other clients, you know, we don't really need meetings, you know, face-to-face right. meetings, but we we do our communication via email and Slack and Boxer and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Like you and I, we never meet. I don't think we've ever yeah. had a call. Yeah. And we, it works. We it yeah. works. We connect via Voxer. Meetings are great, but sometimes we can brainstorm, hash out, talk through everything via Voxer. I'm talking when it works for my schedule, you're talking back and replying when it works for your schedule. And it just if it's both of us. 
Yeah, for sure. And talking about flexibility, one thing that I really enjoy is the fact that I can change my day like if and when needed if something Mm -hmm. comes up. So for example, my husband, he's the manager at a shop and he works later in the evenings. And a lot of times lately, he's had to go in on Saturdays. So Tuesdays are his days off. So a lot of times I will only work like a half a day and we'll go and we'll spend the day together. Yeah. Or like it was my grandma's 75th birthday recently. And I was happy that I could go midday with her to lunch and yeah. you know things like that, where you get to live as you want. And yeah. you know, it's just awesome. Yeah. So do you work like full-time hours? Do you work part-time hours? How many hours roughly do you put in a week? Sure. So I would say it's part-time right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of my clients aren't, well, it's a good mix of hourly retainers and then more project-based, mm-hmm. you know, get the work done in as much time as it takes. So I'm working about 30 hours a week right now. Mm-hmm. And have you been able to like replace your teaching income? So that's kind of a tricky question. First of all, the short answer is no. Mm -hmm. I actually, as I said before, I have my master's degree. So Mm -hmm. I was making pretty decent money as a teacher only seven years in because of that master's degree. Mm -hmm. I got a raise every year. And also like the money was not at all the reason I left. I know Mm -hmm. for a lot of people it is, but for me, it wasn't. So I haven't fully replaced my teaching income yet. And I'm totally okay with that. Mm -hmm. I don't need to, but I do have some big things kind of like that I want to do eventually with my business and, and I'll get there, but I'm not yeah. in any rush. Yeah. Good. yeah. That's awesome. How did you know it was time to put in your resignation? Then like a lot of people look to that, Oh, I've replaced my income as that's their like sign to leave. Yeah. So I was huge on setting goals and actually one of my teaching partners, she retired last summer, which I resigned last summer, but she was kind of kept in the loop the whole way. And I had income goals to meet and things like that. So my goal was by August 1st of last year to hit a certain number. Come July, I was like $1,000 away. So in my mind, that was getting pretty close. It was like mid-July. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I cannot wait until August 1st to tell my school that I'm leaving. Like that gives the school no time to replace me. And I have a big like serving heart. I am a people pleaser, you know, all of that lovely fun stuff. Um, But I'm like, I need to set them up for success. Like this is not at all fair. My best friend's retiring. So, you know, we already had to replace her and now I am leaving. And she and I had been there for a while at that grade level. So I just said, you know, I'm close enough. Talk to my husband, like here's where I'm at. I'm not there yet, but I think I just got to do it. And I had mentally, I think since, you know, the last day of school and even before I had just decided in my mind, like, I'm not going back. I'm going to figure it out. So that was really the big thing that told me it's time to jump. But also like I was reading devotionals and it was crazy. It was like God was talking to me through them at like just the right time. And one of the ones I was reading was called 100 Days to Brave Mm. um, by Annie Downs. And Some of the devotionals that week leading up to me leaving was about like, you know, doors close and like dreams can die and like new ones can come to be like, you know, there are different seasons of life and like, you don't know which direction you're going to go. And and it was talking about like finding the open doors and like being brave enough to like walk through it. And I'm like, yeah, it is time to walk through it, take the leap of faith and and make it work. So Mm -hmm. I did. You did it. Yeah. Like exactly uh, a year ago, just about. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. So yeah, one full you. year yeah. out of the classroom. Do you miss it? 
You know, it's such like, it's so different than what I thought. And I've had a lot of people ask me because I do live in a small community. Mm -hmm. I live in the same city I teach in. So I see former students and, and parents of those kids and things like that. And And honestly, I don't miss it. And, you know, part of me wants to feel guilty about that, right? Like, wow, do you have a heart? You know, you don't miss this job where you were changing all these lives. But I think the fact is, like, I do miss the teaching aspect, right? Like, I am a teacher, like, at the core, and I love helping people. But just everything else that came with teaching, you know, the stress of it, giving all my time and energy to other people's children, and then, like, my home, right? Like my family has to sacrifice. Yeah. So I don't actually sit really like, yeah. it's so weird, but yeah. I just love my life right now that that's how it is. You made the right choice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So talk to me, we kind of talked through your initial like first two months ish of starting your business. What has it looked like in the last year since being out? Um, I know you originally started as virtual assistant. You've kind of pivoted and grown your business in different ways in the last year. So what has that looked like? Yeah. So it's honestly been just crazy. This was one probably aspect of your teaching that I did not follow, but everything else I did. I purchased quite a few courses because I loved being a VA. It was good for starting, but I felt like I... I had a lot more to offer and I was doing more higher level work for clients. You know, they were asking for my opinions on things and strategy. And so I was starting to realize like, where am I going with this? So I actually, as of recently, earlier this year, I transitioned to be an online business manager. Mm -hmm. So doing a lot more of like the higher level work coming alongside business owners to help them plan and strategize, get Mm -hmm. things organized, a lot of that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Teachers have such a natural inclination. I personally think to be great online business managers, the amount of organization and like structure you bring to a classroom, like you have the big picture of where these kids need to get by the end of the year and then implementing the day-to-day. Okay. Here's how we're going to get it. Here's how we're going to assess. Like that's exactly what the online business manager role is in like bare bones nutshell. Yep. Yep. I agree for sure. How's that transition going for you? Good. Yeah, it's going well. And the cool thing is I really get to use that a lot too. Um, my skills and training I had there with the nonprofit I work with uh-huh. because, and I don't know, they call me an employee. I'm not sure that I really am, right? Because I'm a contractor with them, but I am the only person they pay for their organization. Otherwise it's just you know, a volunteer board. So there's a lot I do for them and a lot still that I'm really excited to bring to them mm-hmm. and do for them. So yeah, the transition is going well. That's awesome. Do you want to share more about what you do for behind the scenes here at HQMQ, kind of what your role is and how you're supporting students? Yeah. So it's so awesome to be able to, you know, be a part of the MQHQ team because obviously like you drastically changed my life. So I love being able to be a part of helping, you know, those freelancers grow and land their clients and things like that. So Yes. What I do as a director of student success is I am in the challenge group. So land your first or next client challenge that kicks off every month. And I help kind of give feedback and support to those people. So Mm -hmm. if they're struggling with something, I give them advice on try this or try that. And also just asking them questions to kind of keep them engaged and make sure that they're returning daily, checking in, doing those consistent tasks, right? Because if we don't put in the time to do it, what can we expect to happen, right? 
And I know firsthand from when I did the challenge, how crucial that was. Do the work, be consistent, like Mikhail tells you, and you'll find success. So I do that. And then also in the main group associated with the Live Free Academy, I am in there as well, answering questions, providing feedback and things like that is kind of, you know, that second set of eyes and ears. I mean, no matter how great the content is or, you know, it could cover everything, but there's still people have questions about how this applies to them. Like, this is what I'm thinking. People need feedback and you're able to go in there and help me make sure that everyone is getting the support and feedback that they deserve as a student in the community. And so kind of how the challenge works is when you come in, you need to have a solid foundation. You need to know who you want to work with, what service you're going to offer. There's some you know, initial starting things you need to have checked off your list. And then from there, it's a matter of connecting with potential clients, having conversations with potential clients every single day. And the challenge that Taylor is leading is providing that accountability and that momentum for you guys to come in, show up and commit to doing the thing you say you're going to do all month long. Because that's when where we see people go from one or from zero to like one to two to three to five freaking clients in 30 days. Yeah. And the thing is, I think so many of us can think, you know, oh, well, I reached out to two people this week and, you know, I reached out to two last week and I'm not making any ground. Well, you just have to keep doing it, right? I have a spreadsheet and I still have my initial spreadsheet from when I first started back last February. And I still add to it, you know, like if I'm losing a client and I'm wanting to replace that or land another client, I will mm-hmm. go back to my original spreadsheet and I'll put the information in there, the date I reached out, what's their name, their website, all the details. And that spreadsheet is filled with a lot of business owners that I either applied to if they maybe put in a job opportunity on the OTO job leads boards that you provide for us. Some are from there, others are Facebook groups, et cetera. I put it all on there and it's really long. I don't have it open on my computer right now, but I have applied for a lot of things. And I think one of the biggest things is we just can't get disheartened. Like if you're not the fit for that person or that business, you're not the fit, right? Just yeah. Keep moving on, keep looking and you know find the ones that are for you. Yeah. That's I think a very hard thing to navigate is that like that rejection and being there like, "Oh, I want this client so bad. It would be amazing. I feel like I'd be such a good fit." And then them come back and be like, "We went in a different direction. We hired someone else." That is so hard to hear. It stinks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree for sure. Like you always want to be right the right one and everyone to think you're for them, but I want to say what really helped me is that I was applying so much. Like I, every single day, you know, I had a routine, right? I would do my schoolwork, my full-time job. I would come home, do work for my clients once I did land them. But on top of that, I was also every day checking those Facebook groups, Uh interacting. I would look at that OTO job leads Facebook group every day. And if I was looking at it on my lunch break or I wasn't home, I would screenshot it. And then I would come home at night and I'd have that time to put in for these jobs, look for new ones, track it and move on. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are applying for so many, right, you're just starting. I think that helped me because I was sending out so many pitches, so many leads that it's okay if that one doesn't work out. I've got all these others in the works, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see any common, like in your role and working with and supporting students, kind of common challenges or roadblocks that almost everyone faces in those challenges or like, Yeah. So I think it really 
the biggest thing that I find is a lot of them struggle to either find clients or to get their pitches opened. I see that a lot. And again, for finding clients, there are so many different ways. And I think we have to make sure we're being consistent and really putting in the time before we want to start counting something out, right? So doing it for a week or two, it's not enough time. You, you, you know, it's not. And on top of that, even thinking of like the season of business owners, right? Like, is it even a time that a lot of them are looking to hire or are they enjoying their summer or... You know, are there other reasons that you're struggling to find clients? But I think what really helps with that a lot too, besides the consistency and not trying to rule things out so quickly is being sure to stay consistent, but then to show up to the coaching calls. Mm -hmm. Like you are an expert in all things freelance. Like Mm -hmm. I, as I said, I showed up every Wednesday unless some odd thing happened, right? You were there every single week. I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even if I didn't have a question or I didn't think I did, or I was too busy working and I was just listening in the background, sometimes I was still there because you can learn so much from all the other questions and the feedback that you give during those calls. I mean, those, those are huge in helping me, you know, land my clients. And if you can't make it live, because some people, like some of you are in situations where that time does not work for you. They are recorded. You can listen to the audio. We have a private podcast feed for you. Make sure you check that out if you're in LFA or you can watch the recorded version on your computer too. So make sure you check those out. Watch those as you're cooking dinner, as you're going for a walk. It'll just be a great thing to like keep you moving forward, keep you focused. And you said something like they just don't give it enough time. There's something about like people are all jazzed the first week and it's like, I'm going to do this challenge. I'm going to land my first client. And the first week is great. And then the second week, kind of like towards the end of the second week, people start to dwindle because they're like, I haven't landed a client yet. Well, this is a 30-day challenge. You have to stick (laughs) with it till the end. And it's around that 17, 21 day, 14 to like 21 day where I see so many people fall off, but people Mm -hmm. are landing the clients in that last week of the challenge or just after that last week. Like how you know you're on the right track is if you're one, the first milestone you want to look for guys is are people talking back to you? Are people replying to your emails? Are your emails being opened? Are people replying to you in Facebook groups if that's the route you're going? First milestone. Next milestone, discovery calls get booked. If you're getting discovery calls booked, that is a huge sign. If you're not, that's where when you're in the challenge, you can reach out to Taylor. You can come to me on the coaching calls. You can kind of share, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm finding so that you can get support in the moment. After you know discovery calls, the next milestone is the discovery call ending and being like, yeah, send me over a proposal. I'd love to see that. And then from there, you got to follow up probably with potential clients. Can I jump in quick on following up? So one of my very first clients, I think she was my third one that I landed that first month. She, I found her in the TPT VA finder group and either she did not want me or she didn't reply. Thinking back, she, she never got back. And so I followed up. I can't remember if it was two or three times And she ended up wanting to hire me for something different than originally pitched on. And I'm still working with her. She was what she was my third client ever. And we are still working together because I followed up. Yeah. Shared what I can do, you know, my excitement, things like that. And so I am a heavy believer or strong supporter of following up is huge just because they don't reply to the first one. Doesn't mean they're not interested. Doesn't mean they don't want you. Life is busy. Inboxes are overloaded. (laughs) Yes. 
And I hear people so many times are like, I'm so frustrated. I'm so discouraged because so-and-so like never replied. People are busy. You can't make them not replying mean anything other than what it is. They just haven't had time to reply. So don't read into it too much of them not wanting to work with you, them ghosting you. They're probably just freaking busy and need a second or third reminder. Like how many times have you gone to text someone or reply to a text message and then something else takes your focus and you never get that message sent. And then you think about it five days later and you're like, oh gosh, I never sent that. Well, now it's too late. So I guess follow up with people, follow up. Mm -hmm. Taylor, as we wrap up, I want to ask you, how did you walk away from the traditional benefits of teaching the insurance, pay time off, all those things? I don't know if you had a pension plan or any of those things some teachers have. That's a question I get from a lot of people of like, I'm just too scared to walk away from my benefits. Yeah. And honestly, like just hearing that and knowing that that's really what holds some people back, like it really truly makes me so sad because like all of that is great. Like I, yeah, I threw away half of my, you know, the money I'm going to get when I retire to do this. But at the end of the day, like, do you want to live for now? Or do you want to live for that? Maybe someday when you get your retirement and your health might not even be great that you don't even get to enjoy that retirement fund that you have sitting there just waiting for you. And I think that's what it was for me is just like, I want to love my life. I want to live it now. I'm young. I want to be free. I want to do what I want to do, do what I feel I'm called to. And like, yeah, we all want to save for retirement. You can do that, like start building your business. And then when you're at that point, you can start investing, right? Talk to the financial planner, all that mm-hmm. stuff. You'll get there. But like, just staying somewhere so that you can have money at whatever age. Like to me, that, that is so not worth it. And that, that was my biggest thing. Like I want to live for now. I want to be happy. I want to live my life the way I want. (laughs) And there's other, like you said, there's other ways to save for, for retirement. Don't let that be the one thing that keeps you settling for a really not ideal life career situation. Yeah, exactly. So what do you do for like retirement and insurance, are you still figuring that out? We're still kind of figuring that out. Um, I told my husband I want to, you know, be two years in with my job before I start, you know, investing again and planning for retirement. That we haven't taken care of. Um, insurance, we were going to go through my husband's, but I kind of like to be in control of things. So <laughs> we, I can't remember through the marketplace or where I found it. Somebody had suggested. So we got insurance elsewhere. Yeah. And it works just fine. Yeah. That's awesome. So there are options guys. If that is literally the one thing holding you back, there are solutions. Just start looking for those solutions and don't let that be your excuse because it's so much better on the other side. I promise you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, Taylor, where can people go to connect with you and learn more about you? And I know you share some resources and tips for established freelancers. So where can they go to connect? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Taylor and services, and that's where I show up most. So I'd love to see you over there. Yeah. Or if you guys are inside the Live Free Academy, make sure you sign up for a challenge. You can do the challenge at any time of day on your own time. There's no like set place you have to be, no pushups required. It is a great way to build that consistency, build that momentum and land your first, second, third, fourth, fifth client, whatever client you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Thanks, Taylor, so much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Now, just because the episode is over 
doesn't mean the knowledge party has to stop. Come hang out with me and thousands of other mamas in my free Facebook group. Just search Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind with Michaela Quinn or go to the show notes. We have it linked there. And make sure you answer the questions so our gatekeeper knows that you want in. And don't forget, sharing is caring. If you are loving this podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends. But make sure you tag me at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram and at Michaela Quinn on Facebook. See you next week.